0: Casting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio Show. Talk Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I wish refused to use no doubt starts now. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Hope you had a God family country filled weekend. This is Liberty Roundtable live for April the 12th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the constitution of the United States of America as our guide and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by our founding fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips You know we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Wow, man, I was on the road down in uh, St. George, Utah, uh, checking out a little spring break, a little warmer. (laughs) Wow, it's amazing. Uh, So yesterday we were in uh, St. George. It was kind of hot. St. George, Utah, it was 80 degrees, 79 degrees, 80 degrees. I checked at home where I live in American Fork, Utah, it was like 52 degrees. And I checked up in Idaho where some friends live, and it was like 39 degrees. Amazing spread. The higher you get in elevation and the more northern you get, wow, it cools off quickly, doesn't it? And, man, I'm a guy that likes the cooler weather. I'll tell you that right now. I love winter, spring, and fall and summer just about kills me. I don't know if I my body doesn't regulate heat properly. or I don't know what's going on, but I just can't. Hardly take it. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're absolutely doing fantastic. A quick recap of Saturday's show. We were live, even though we were on the road. We were live every single day, thanks to the fantastic folks in studio, in uh, HQ is what I like to call it, doing a phenomenal job. And uh, so on Saturday, a two-hour show, we had Becky Akers, well-known author, her incredible book, Hailstorm, about Nathan Hale and Benedict, or abducting Arnold, uh, a book the other side of the story of the Benedict Arnold situation. Anyway, incredible revolutionary new novels. Get them before they're banned. We talked in detail about Ammon Bundy and Derek Schmidt. They have been arrested again for failing to wear a mask in the courtroom. And so, interestingly enough, the state of Idaho, out of control up there, man. Brad Little, the governor there, they literally arrested Ammon Bundy twice in the same day. and They literally said, you got to come to court on your previous trespassing. Violation. Uh, but yet, you know what? We're not going to let you in the courtroom because you don't have a mask. But then we're going to not only not let you in the courtroom, but we're going to say that you didn't appear. You failed to appear. Weird stuff going on, folks. The battle's on between Amon and Bundy in the state of Idaho. Time will tell how it goes. Amon Bundy, we played a big clip from Ammon about his experiences and what he's saying about the whole thing. So we got his side of the story. And um Anyway, great long clip, but Ammon Bundy finishes his comments by saying this. I'm either stupid and crazy or we have a big problem. And what's he referring to, you might ask? He's referring to the reality check about how much abuse he's been taking uh, in the state of Idaho. You know what? Why arrest him because he won't wear a mask? And then why not just say, uh, you know what? You're not wearing a mask and it's the law you got to wear a mask. And the answer is because it's clear it's not a law that you have to wear a mask. That's the problem. The governor made an edict or a mandate, declared it a a state of emergency, an extreme state of emergency, got $8.1 billion from the federal government over it, says he can spend it however he wants, at the governor's pleasure is how he puts it, but all the while saying, hey, you know what, you um, trespassed, trespassed into the government state building, state capitol there. How do you trespass when it's open to the public? Well, you weren't wearing a mask. Wait a minute, charge me not wearing a mask, not trespassing. So the bottom line is they're scrambling. They don't know how to deal with Ammon Bundy. Ammon's not liking the mask mandates. Ammon wanting to go ahead and influence the legislature. saying, you know what, this is bogus how we're getting a bunch of money from the federal government over this, quote, extreme national emergency in the state of Idaho. The governor literally creating a martial law situation, uh, according to Ammon Bundy, and it's out of control. All I can tell you is this, our prayers are with the truth. Our prayers are that accountability can happen. And look, can you really arrest people for not wearing a mask? Can you really say to one American, you can't go in the Capitol, you're trespassing, but it's open to the public? How does all this really shake out? Can you really, as the governor, declare an extreme state of emergency, pull down $8.1 billion from the federal government, and then claim you can spend it at your pleasure, putting your own team in place to spend the money, skipping the legislative body entirely? You would think the legislative body in the state of Idaho would be speaking out. You would think somebody would sue the governor and go to court and let the judiciary figure it out. Uh, But nobody's speaking up but Ammon Mundy. It's a very strange situation indeed. We covered that in great detail. We finished the first hour on Saturday by talking about Biden's gun control crown crown jewel. Wow. Biden's gun control crown jewel. It's the United Nations Small Arms Treaty, and they're literally trying to take away your guns. So Biden gets in office, swears that he will uphold his oath of office, protect us from enemies, foreign and domestic, but now he's trying to disarm not the illegal drug cartels at the border. No, no, no. They're giving a carte blanche support. You and I, he wants to disarm us. Somebody ought to arrest Joe for that. You know, the law says we have a right to keep and bear arms. If he undermines the law as president, he ought to be arrested, right? Biden's executive order against guns, worldaffairsbrief.com wrote a great article breaking down the details of that. We covered that as well. Second hour, we talked about vaccine passports, a growing danger to freedom. Boy, howdy, is that the truth? We talked about white supremacist. Let's see, how is this? White supremacist propaganda on the rise, says USA Today, in bed with the Anti-Defamation League on this one. Supreme Court tells Newsom, this is a great news piece. Supreme Court tells Newsom, no way on restricting home-based religious gatherings. So at least we're winning somewhere, right? Small wins, but we'll take what we can get. Yeah. We also talked about future generations are counting on. Your response, ladies and gentlemen. Sam and Becky round out the show with several solutions. Turn to and trust in God. Turn to and trust in the traditional God-ordained family. Pray for the return of the black-robed regiment. Do you possess enough oil for your lamp is the question that I asked at the end of the hour. So we need to turn to God. The story of the ten virgins, very instructive. We've highlighted that several days because I believe that's a serious solution. Remember, the ten virgins, they're all part of the church. Some were wise and some were foolish, right? But the truth is, the important piece of this is, we need to understand who we are. We need to understand what God has asked us to do. He has asked us to keep his commandments. And I'm convinced that we've got a lot of work to do, folks, when it comes to keeping the Lord's commandments. We have a lot of repenting to do as individuals, as families, as a nation. And it starts with uh, repentance and it starts with trying to be wise and collecting a little drop of oil in your lamp one at a time, one little drop at a time. In my personal opinion, that happens through faithful acts of kindness to others around you. Call it ministering to others is the way I'd probably put it. Minister to others, folks. Care about people more than things, people more than property, people more than possessions, right? Uh, Spend time on your knees before God and pray for guidance. Repent, have faith, fundamental simple things. Obey the two great commandments, love the Lord thy God and love thy neighbor as thyself care for those around you, spend time. Do you know your neighbor's better at the end of the pandemic than you did before the pandemic started? Can you take a step back from your busy, busy buying, getting, spending, whatever life, and take a step back and focus on the simpler, the more powerful things? See, all these things, do you spend time as a family? Do you read scriptures together? These are all things that I believe could make a tremendous difference. And we're, we summarize that by saying, hey, do you have oil in your lamp. Do you have extra oil? Is your lamp trimmed and ready to go? Are you a light on a hill to those around you? Are you spending your time with love and kindness? Are you choosing the better part? All right, great questions. I'll tell you that. Anyway, that's a recap of the broadcast that took place. It just a short a couple days ago on Saturday. We took a break on Sunday cuz we always rest on the Sabbath, right? We're live Monday through Saturday, two hours a day, six days a week. Twelve hours of riveting, hard-hitting talk radio at your fingertips, free. It's live and on demand. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. By the way, Loving Liberty has an iPhone app and an Android app. You can download those and listen to live and on demand radio, free. Every donation will help us grow our presence in the media, though. We could buy radio stations and, and, and stuff if people could donate enough. I don't want you to fund my family, folks. I work all day for that. But I do want you to take part in our great effort to influence the media. For real, to highlight things that relate to God, family, and country. To highlight things that relate to the drops of oil in your lamp that we're talking about. It's a little bit of work every single day. Makes tremendous difference. Efforts and differences in lives. All right, Lowell Nelson's coming up in seconds, ladies and gentlemen. I'm waiting for him to join us here. Ron Paul Institute.org, doing a great job. Lowell always highlights a bunch of great stories. We've got four topics to discuss with Lowell. And, man, he always brings up topics that we can never get to the end of the discussions about because they're just so good, so detailed, so important. First one, Israel's troubling Green Pass. All right. It's a post-coronavirus system in place. An incredible article written about this by Cheryl K. Chumley. Lowell, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir.
2: Ah, Good. Thanks for having me, Sam. It's good to be with you.
1: Can you hear me okay? All right. Yes, I can hear you. Perfect, my friend. We'll take a quick break. Come straight back. And what the heck is a green pass? We're going to find <laughs> out. And it's scary, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, it should scare the heck, scare the pants off you. Let's say it that way. Hang tight, Liberty Roundtable Live.
3: Hi, I'm
4: Dave. I'm seven years old. I'm sitting here in the corner having a time out until Mom comes to talk to me. I did was cut my sister's hair. I was just trying to help. I guess mom didn't like how I did it. In a minute, she'll be back and ask me if I know what I did was wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have cut her hair. And she'll say we all make mistakes because we're just learning about stuff. And she'll give me a hug and we'll end up talking about more stuff.
5: No matter what you talk to your kids about, Love is what they'll hear.
4: I really like mom's timeouts, and I think she likes them too. Yeah, I think they help her remember how much she loves me.
6: A thought from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. Visit us at Mormon.org.
5: Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed.
7: They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean, quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you know, prevention, all of these other services. I was shocked. So since you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the
5: relative number of abortions.
7: Okay. Abortions Planned Parenthood provides over three hundred and thirty thousand abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson, Campaign for Liberty.org on your radio. We're talking about Israel's troubling green pass. It's the post-coronavirus system, writes Cheryl K. Chumley. And so let me make this very clear. you got to understand, a green card is something that illegals get in America to become legal, to say you're here temporarily on a green card. Don't mix that up with, so don't mix up the American green card with the Israel green pass. Totally different. Came about because of the COCO. co and it is dangerous and going to go global if we're not very careful indeed. Lowell?
2: Yeah, it's a, a government-sanctioned document, Sam, that says the bearer has been vaccinated. So if you have a green pass in Israel, that's proof or that's evidence that you have been vaccinated. <laughs> now, it's interesting to me, Sam, that it requires the bearer to have been vaccinated, not simply immune to the disease, right? I mean, you can, you can be immune to a disease if you carry antigens for that disease, which means that you can come in contact, you can be infected with a disease, but you're not going to get sick, right? That's, that's, immune, that's immunity to a disease. And I'm all in favor of immunity. And, in fact, uh, in natural immunity is the very best thing that you can have. And, and in fact, your body is g- gaining natural immunity to diseases Every day of your life against millions of viruses and bacteria—that's just natural. That's what the body does on its own, and that's that's natural. It's wonderful, uh, and and it's um, and so that's the ideal case. But um, when when we're talking about vaccination, then that's it, that's another thing altogether. Vaccination does not equal immunization. Um, okay, so so vaccination is something where you inject an artificial. Um, you know something or other into your system, by thereby circumventing the body's natural defenses and so forth, um, and and um, and so you bypass the, the body's natural mechanisms to build immunity with these vaccinations. So so really, the green path is is the government um, it's a government document that says you have been vaccinated. They don't care whether you're immune to the disease or not. They just care whether you are vaccinated. And to me, that is wildly concerning, very, very concerning. Uh, She writes this. uh, This is Cheryl, uh, like you said, Cheryl K. Chumley. She writes, um, quote, Individuals who show a green pass can stay in hotels, dine inside restaurants, attend events of mass gatherings to include religious services and sports uh, games. They can visit places of tourism and cultural significance, gather for weddings and funerals, work out in fitness centers, swim in swimming pools, vacation in crowded places, and more. End of quote. <laughs> well, those without a pass, Sam, uh, not so much. <laughs> You'll notice that the activities uh, in which the Green pass holders can engage define what i would call sam a normal typical life i mean that's just normal living right to to attend mass gatherings to attend sporting events to go swimming in a swimming pool right i mean that's that's the very definition of a normal life and so you call up a restaurant in israel to book a table uh get reservations to to go out and eat for example and the restaurant person will ask sir do you have a green pass are you vaccinated (laughs) Well, in other words, the waiters there, in, in uh, Cheryl's words, have become the gate guards for individuals' personal health choices. Waitresses have become watch guards for the government's vaccination program, end of quote. Well, and the weird thing about this, Sam, is that most people are okay with this confiscation of their liberty. Yeah, sure, you can decide not to get the vaccination, but, and so in that respect, yeah, you know, getting the vaccination is voluntary. But if you don't get the shot, well, what are the consequences? <laughs> Turns out, well, you cede you all commonplace freedoms like those we just mentioned, such as staying in a hotel, dining at a restaurant, attending a religious service or a sporting event, visiting a museum or a historical monument, gathering for a wedding or for a funeral. Working out at a fitness center, at a spa, swimming in a public pool, vacationing at a popular beach, and more. Well, in the end, writes Chumley, how is that a choice? So she concludes this way, Sam. This is the language of dictators. This is the viewpoint of the Biden White House. This is how freedom crumbles. The oligarchy of the coronavirus world is coming on strong. And those who choose not to obey, well, get ready. Prepare, stand firm, because in this rapidly emerging Orwellian world, that's one and the same as choosing to rebel against government. Depending on government's move, it could get very ugly out there, end of quote. <laughs> so, Sam, this is a huge concern. Israel, as you know, is an influential nation, particularly in Washington, D.C., where they have a big influential lobby. How long before states in, in North America follow suit? Will Utah be one of these states to follow suit, or will Utah refuse and be more like Florida? Well, and let's be very clear.
1: States like New York and Texas have already selected their designation. New York Mm -hmm. says, yes, we're going to create a green pass, a, um, what do they call it, vaccine vaccine uh, passport. passport. It's another term for it. Okay, but Texas has said we're simply not doing that.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. That's right, and, um, and and we're going to talk about them in a second. But my question first for, for you, our listener, is what are you doing now to strengthen the backbone of your local and state government, right? What's your governor going to do? What's your legislature going to do? Is he or she going to mandate a vaccine passport in your state like Cuomo did in New York? Or is uh, he going to declare... That you know, by executive order or by legis- by a legislative act, that vaccine passports are are illegal. They're not to be done in your state. And and worse than that, Sam and and you listeners out there, what will you do when and if the politicians in your state claim that they never voted for a passport, a vaccine passport, but most of the businesses in your state require one? Right. I mean, what if they try to get off scot-free by claiming that they would would never mandate vaccination? They would never do that. But, if, but but for some reason, the businesses, most of the major businesses in your state begin acting as though vaccinations and, and vaccine passports are required. What's gonna, what, what are you going to do then? I mean, this is an honest question. I, I, I hope it never comes to that in my state. But I don't have the assurance right now from Governor Cox that Utah will reject vaccine passports. I do have the assurance of some of our legislators that they will reject them. In fact, they will tell you all day long and all night long that they will never vote for a vaccine mandate in the state of Utah. But what's going to happen if they mm, circuitously Implore government uh, or uh, businesses in the state to require them what if they never outlaw them in in, in the state um, you know and allow businesses to operate freely you know and if if a business is truly independent what what if they choose I mean what if you've got a business owner who believes in vaccination to the point where they require or he or she requires all of his employees to be vaccinated if they want to continue working. What if what if they say that the public must be vaccinated in order to do business with them? Um, is that okay? Is that not an exercise of their freedom to you know run their company as they want to run it? Uh, what what do you think, Sam? I mean, isn't this isn't this the one of the most important issues of our day? And 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 shouldn't we be uh, setting about to getting answers to these
1: questions I there's I no kind of question so. the answer is yes this is serious for our day there's no question to say you know it's important to understand what is utah going to do i get it and i agree and what is each state going to do in the united states but imagine a, a division and i don't want to pick red blue like i'm into parties but it, it does seem to be the simple default line for now You know, what are you going to do if it's a red state or a blue state? Is it going to get to where you simply cannot travel to certain states? And how are you going to go through one state to get to another? So let's say that I want to uh, go to Montana or something. Or uh, let me give you another example. Let's say I I want to go to California. And I got to go through Nevada. Or Hawaii. You
2: know, Hawaii. Or or go to Hawaii. Or whatever. whatever. Say you want to go there.
1: Great point. And, And so am I going to be able to go through those states without a quote passport or a green pass? Am I going to be able to uh, travel through them, either uh, uh, fly over them? What about the airlines? Am I going to be able to fly? What about government institutions where they say nationwide what will be the policy? It's one thing to say what's going to happen to your state, and I think day-to-day living, that relates well. But I think the the context is broader. And I'm convinced if we're not very careful, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to create an America that's not the United States of America anymore Uh. over this very issue. Because what happens with, let's hold on and talk about this. Liberty Roundtable Live.
0: Listen to blow. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance
7: Pride.
8: Protests erupted against police when an officer fatally shot a man after stopping his vehicle for a traffic violation on Sunday. The shooting took place in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. The police stop turned into an arrest when warrants were discovered on 20-year-old Dante Wright. A struggle ensued and Dante was shot and killed. Police say both officers' body cameras were recording during the incident. Governor Greg Abbott, the Republican from Texas, said Sunday that Republicans are not alone anymore when it comes to pushing back against the Biden administration's handling of the southern border. Last week, Abbott called the federal government to shut down the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio, Texas, after multiple allegations surfaced of sexual abuse. Representative Henry Cuellar, the Democrat from Texas, also slammed the Biden administration. We have a new Masters golf champion, Japan's Hideki Matsuyama, landed the green jacket with a 10 under par and takes home $2,070,000 for the win. USA Radio News.
9: Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic, yes, you can. You can save a lot of money, whether it's just for you or for an entire family, MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare, and it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services, you get a huge network of doctors, you get great customer support, and you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE.
8: The cruise line industry being shut down from the pandemic not only hurts workers, it hurts tourist-dependent communities. Jeremy Scott from the Oregon USA Radio News Bureau
2: reports.
7: Restrictions on cruise ships have been extended until November. Alaska Governor Mike Dunleavy tells Fox News having the industry shut down during the pandemic has been decimating.
3: Between last year and this year, the season is canceled, we're going to have about a $3.3 billion economic loss in Alaska. That's That's in a state with about a $56 billion GDP, so it's going to be significant. We're going to lose uh, millions of dollars in local revenue for our communities, especially along the coast. Uh, Unemployment rates will will remain stubbornly
7: high. Governor Dunleavy has sent a report to the White House outlining the impacts it is having on his state. Carnival Cruises has threatened to pull its ships out of the U.S. because of the CDC's order.
8: Nearly 30 million people took a cruise between 2009 and 2019. There are 314 cruise ships operating worldwide. This is USA Radio News.
1: All right, Sam Bushman, Lowell Nelson, breaking it down on your radio just for you. So these Israel Green Passes, not to be confused with green cards, okay? They're disastrous, folks, and they got it already in Israel. If you got a green pass or a vaccination proof or proof of vaccination, a vaccine passport, whatever you want to call it, you can live life normally without it, you're flat out shut down. What will America do? New York saying they're in, man, they want that. Texas saying, no, we don't want that at all. But what will happen if you're not careful is then uh, you're familiar with the term reciprocity, right, Lowell? Yes. That means that if I have a concealed carry permit in one state, I can use it in another state. The same thing is true for like a driver's license, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the problem is if you're not very careful uh, based on this divide of which states will embrace the green card or the green pass and which ones will not, um, turns out to be, well, we'll – If I'm in a state that I'm not supposed to be in without my, quote, green pass or my passport, will I have reciprocity or will all that be denied as well? What will this turn the United States into if we're not very careful, sir?
2: Yeah, that is a great question. I have a friend who just returned from a vacation with his family uh, there in March. Uh, They chose to go to Florida uh, to frequent Disney World because – Florida is open, rather than uh, going to California, where Disneyland re- exists, because uh, California was closed still. And uh, in other words, they're they're moving their feet uh, with the dollars, right? They're spending their dollars as, as tourists. They're spending them in states that are open, rather than in states that are closed. And so we're already seeing, to some extent, uh, a natural movement of people to uh, and from states that are open, and and it's going to benefit the economies of those states, whereas the the states that remain closed, their economy will will continue to to be hurting. Um, Unfortunately, the federal government is going to take the edge off of all of that pain by bailing out everybody with cash, infusions of cash, uh, to... Uh, which, which is going to, uh, you know, deaden the pain, you know, for, for everybody, I suppose. But, you know, what we really need is we need, we need economic uh, justice, right? I mean, we need, we need people to vote with their feet and reward the states that are open and so that it will induce uh, the rest of the states to open as well. That would be the ideal, in my opinion.
1: It's very scary indeed, ladies and gentlemen, but Texas uh, doing a pretty good job. Um, Florida doing a pretty good job. Uh, Other states so far starting to do decent, but it's a hodgepodge to say the least. Uh, But Fauci and Texas are kind of at odds, huh, Lowell?
2: (laughs) They sure are, Sam. In in, uh, contrast to Israel, the Republic of Texas just a month ago announced an end to all coronavirus restrictions. Uh, And COVID numbers continue to decline in the state, which is amazing. Uh, And so while while Fauci, you know, a month ago was quick to attack Governor Abbott's move to reopen Texas, uh, when he was asked about this just last week, uh, why the doom he predicted did not come about, well, he had no good answers. Uh, He just hemmed and hawed. Um, and, And so, you know, the fact that Texas reopened, and ended all of their coronavirus restrictions, I find very encouraging. Uh, They, just like uh, Florida, uh, just like, uh, well, yeah, Florida reopened. South Dakota, I was going to mention, didn't even close in the first place. (laughs) In fact, they uh, advertised, they they produced a one-minute video advertising the state of South Dakota. And in in the video, of course, nobody is wearing masks. Nobody is locked down. And it's really very inviting uh, if you were a person wondering where to move to, uh, you might want to definitely consider South Dakota because they never did make, uh, you know, impose COVID restrictions in that state. Well, it turns out in Texas, uh, after having lifted all COVID restrictions near the beginning of March just a month ago, the number of COVID cases, you know, the seven-day moving average of COVID cases has steadily declined. I, I looked at this article, I mean, sorry, this this is the Ron Paul report, actually, which is a video presentation that uh, Ron Paul and Daniel McAdams do every weekday. Um, and the chart that they put up, uh, you can see clearly where the lift of restrictions, like on March 4th or March 5th, anyway, early in the March, and the number of COVID cases steadily declined since then, and it, it continues to decline, still going down. And but, but most encouraging in this discussion, Sam, was the report about baseball at Arlington Stadium, where the Texas Rangers opened their season against the Toronto Blue Jays, and that stadium was busting at the seams with people, just everywhere, Over well over 20,000 people in attendance, Sam, and, and the pictures of the people. You know, there were a few people that had masks, I would say like, I don't know, two or three, and in 10 or two or three and 20 people, but the vast majority of the people there in the stadium just shouting and cheering and having a great rollicking, good time. No masks. There there's n- n- none of that in sight. <laughs> I wish you could see this photo of the crowd in Arlington stadium, Sam. It is such an encouraging sight. Uh, I hope this photo goes everywhere. It just goes viral and, and encourages people all over the country and all over the world. That you know, masking doesn't make any difference. I mean, the, there's no correlation really between the states that get that invoked these restrictions and those which didn't. Uh, the, the numbers just go up and down willy nilly without regard to the restrictions, the draconian restrictions. Sam. Uh, anyway, this side of well, the stadium sad, the is sad absolutely part about this. wonderful.
1: The sad part about this is no one's forcing Dr. Fauci to account for this. He's dumbfounded and confused and act like he doesn't know what's going on. But this is where we need to really put, news people need to put the real screws to Fauci and say, hey, you've been making these dire, whacked out, crazy predictions for literally well over a year. In fact, you've been at this for 40 years, telling people that, that you know the sky was falling on all kinds of topics. And you know what, sir? You've simply lost all your credibility. Okay, You don't have any credibility at all now. And we really need to to highlight that, not to beat up Fauci as a person, but we've got to jettison his narrative because his narrative is not science-based. His narrative does not have the American people's best interest at heart. His narrative is a fear-mongering, shut down society, create havoc all over the map narrative. You know, you can say, well, we're protecting people in their lives, Sam, from the corona. I don't care if you agree or disagree with that statement. I disagree completely, but... Take it a step further. What about all the people that are isolated and committing suicide? And What about all the people who have other ailments that can't go to the doctor and can't go to the hospital and et cetera, et cetera? What about all the other deaths? You know, we don't have any deaths from the flu anymore. What about, and we go on and on and on and on about the reality of the discussion. And you can't ignore those facts. And that's what Fauci has been trying to do. Uh, But now, I don't know of a single more simple, clear example to make the point than that. Do you, Lowell?
2: I don't. In fact, it reminds me of a podcast I was listening to um, uh, just last week, I believe it was, that Tom Woods uh, interviewed Thomas Massey, who is a, a member of U.S. House, representing a portion of the, the state of Kentucky. And Tom Woods asked uh, Thomas Massey what his legislation would look like if he were, or his coronavirus, uh, 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 you know, medicine guy or medicine team would look like. And one of the things he said was that he wouldn't rely on a single individual, you know, like Fauci. He would actually get doctors who are out in the wild uh, 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 practicing um, and and helping patients through coronavirus. Uh, He would get them involved, and he would have numerous people at the table so that every voice could be heard. Whereas, you know, that's so opposite of what we've been going through, where Fauci's voice was basically the only one heard, or, or that Ferguson fellow from the U.K. But these other voices, like Scott Atlas and, and you know, thousands of other doctors and practitioners would, would come up with, with treatment for coronavirus, uh, very successful. Some doctors with 100% success rate with the coronavirus, but they were never heard. Their voices were muted. Them, their their voices were repressed. They were deplatformed. They were taken down, and uh, you know that that is not the appropriate way. That's not basing your decisions in science, as you say, and uh, it has led to excess death. I mean, you, you they were talking about. You know, Thomas Massey was talking about the questions were being thrown at Fauci. Can you even quantify? The um, the cost to society by shutting it down, and he could not do that. You know, he's not an economist, sure, but he, at least if you're going to be throwing these decisions around willy nilly, at least you should be able to go to economists and get a figure for the economic devastation you're causing the country, and the suicide rates that have gone way up, skyrocketed, the the, the damage to life um, that be, because of the lockdown. So it's very interesting interview, Sam, and these are costs that must be considered. let me give you
1: this as a final point on this, Lowell. Dr. Pierre Corey, a well-known physician, spoke before the Senate, and he said there is a promising coronavirus treatment in his testimony before the Senate. YouTube just took it down, says that the physician is not credible. We'll talk about it.
11: And order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation.
1: All right, Dr. Pierre Corey, ladies and gentlemen, is speaking out after YouTube took drastic action by removing his recent Senate testimony. That discussed ivermectin. Yeah, ivermectin, as an incredible coronavirus treatment. He says there's no needful deaths anymore over the coronavirus. We've got the answers. This was before the Senate, and I bring this up because Lil Nelson's talking about. Hey, other people uh, are realizing that you know what? Fauci's out in the weeds. Well, anyway, now they've taken down Dr. Corey Pierre's or Dr. Pierre Corey's uh, video that was literally senate testimony so now youtube says you can't even watch senate testimony with a legitimate physician this guy's no slouch he leads all kinds of groups his evidence is stellar but they flat out took him down are you familiar with pierre cory and familiar with the ivermectin solutions
2: yes i am in fact i watched that uh, a couple weeks ago maybe a week ago Uh, it is riveting um, 30 minutes of a rock-solid uh, science, and uh, the solution he proposes is an excellent one. I mean, they're getting 100% uh, um, life-saving results out of it. So uh, I, I uh, heartily recommend that to uh, for our listeners, absolutely.
1: Anyway, interesting that YouTube has the authority to just take that sucker down. We better find uh, solutions in the media. I'll tell you that right now, ladies and gentlemen. you got to jettison the gatekeepers. 246 vaccinated. Michigan residents diagnosed with the COVID virus.
12: Well, Uh,
2: that's out of um, I I had to dig a little deep in the article to find this, but it's uh, roughly two and a half million. I'm sorry, nearly three million people in Michigan have received a COVID vaccine, which is really just an experimental gene therapy injection of that number. 246 were later diagnosed with COVID and three of them died. Now, even in here in in Utah, Sam, where over half a million people have been what they call fully vaccinated for COVID, this experimental gene therapy injection, uh, there have been 97 breakthrough cases as of uh, one week ago, 97, what they call breakthrough cases or cases where the vaccinated person has been diagnosed with COVID. And so I bring this up, not to make a big deal about it, but just to make the point that getting Even though you get this experimental gene therapy injection, it does not guarantee that you are safe from COVID. You know, we got people all over, you know, clamoring for this injection of of, uh, experimental gene therapy. But uh, there's no guarantee that you're going to be safe from COVID just because you, you get this injection. It might even predispose you for other more serious problems. We don't even know. The, the the seriousness of the problems that you're going to be predisposed for by getting this injection, um, and yet people are clamoring for it by the thousands. Sam, it's truly well. And out of the uh, 246 that
1: got the disease, even though they were supposedly vaccinated, vaccinated, three deads a huge number. It's it's probably triple the number that the COVID um, death rate is when you get COVID, right?
2: Yeah, and I'm concerned because not only are people dying from the COVID vaccine injection, this experimental gene therapy injection, um, but people are more more people are dying from suicide than from the COVID. Uh, We've we talked about this yes. on previous shows. That not only in the United States, but in other countries, there are more people dying from the the lockdown and depression and so forth than would have died had the uh, virus been allowed to run free, fam.
1: Now, you know, Lowell, <laughs> that I got kicked off of Twitter. And I got kicked oh. off of Twitter because I reported that Israel has more people dying in the elderly population from the vaccine uh, deaths than they do from people getting COVID. And I reported this news. Um, I'm trying to think how to tell the story, make it short. I basically reported this because other life site News and others reported this. And I reported it, and they literally kicked me off of Twitter for it, saying that I can't peddle propaganda. And if I would repent and take it down, then they'll be glad to reinstate my account. I'm not willing to take it down. Do you want to respond to this, lol Because this is serious.
2: Well, I had, yeah, I, I, I don't remember you mentioning that to me, that you were deplatformed from Twitter. But, you know, it, it's a, it, uh, two, two feelings about that. One, of course, it's a badge of honor to um, to be deplatformed for speaking the truth. But number two, it's sad that they, they did deplatform you because, you are a true speaker, and a lot of people benefit from those from from hearing your your views and your sharing news and information on a platform like that. So it, it's a mixed uh, a mixed blessing, I guess. Uh, and and you know, the good news is, well, and that I don't I don't think I should take it down, platforms. and I don't think
1: I should capitulate. What I'm tempted to do is no. sue uh, Twitter over it.
2: Yeah. Well, because you know, they're the going to come back and. hmm
1: Well, here's the question. If LifeSite News reports it, and they point to case studies, and they point to organizations uh, and news reporting in-country documenting the research that was done, and I just merely report on it, am I allowed to let you know that that research was done? And there's uh, people out there that are credible, that are physicians, that that have that viewpoint? LifeSite News reported it. Can they really kick me off Twitter just for letting people know that exists?
2: Well, you know, that's a sticky one because, yeah, a business has the right to do what they want. But, you see, if they violate the Not terms when they take the taxpayers' dollars, it, they don't. You're exactly right. And that's this government, this private-public partnership idea, this, the, um, the fascist idea where government is partnering with private businesses, and those private businesses then, under the guise of a private business, take an action like deplatforming Sam Bushman because he's speaking the truth uh while they, they put on their government hat to get handouts and bailouts and money and stuff you know that's that that's just it, it's wrong it's it's morally wrong for them to be doing that you know i'm And favor, i'm not even tripling uh, down uh,
1: saying this report is factual i'm merely telling you that this exists and there are people that have it's kind of like the Ivermectin story hey i don't know everything about it i'm just telling you that Dr. Pierre Cory testified before congress he testified before the uh-huh. senate and now youtube took the video down uh, but he's a credible physician, and he has a completely different take than the story you're being told. Do I have the right to tell other sides of the story?
2: Mm, well, you absolutely do, Sam. Um, absolutely do. And the good news is there are a lot of other platforms that are popping up because of this repression, this uh, deplatforming of people. Uh, there's there's a uh, you know, bit shoots, uh, uh, you know, and other YouTube. Uh, uh, Type sites popping up. There's other Twitter-like sites popping up everywhere, and there's a quite a vast concourse of people that have left Twitter, have left YouTube, because of the repression that you know they feel on those sites. So, you know, uh, freedom, freedom will be free, and it will go wherever it can go to find a voice. Um, so, um, you know, if you're not uh, getting the news on YouTube. I mean, it's time to leave. <laughs> time to leave Twitter. Amen to that. Leave them in the dust. There's another
1: story that you got to have before the end of the hour, ladies and gentlemen. Lowell brought this one up as well. Why is the Biden administration pushing the Ukraine to attack Russia, writes Ron Paul. Great column to end on, Lowell.
2: Yes, thank you, Sam. Uh, we haven't discussed foreign policy for quite a while, at least I haven't brought it up uh, in my notes. but. Uh, it turns out that just uh, three weeks ago, March 24th, Ukraine's President uh, Vladimir Zelensky signed what was essentially a declaration of war on Russia. Uh, yes, you heard that right, folks. In the document, the U.S.-backed Ukrainian leader declared that it is the official policy of Ukraine to take back Crimea from Russia end of quote uh, it was right out of ron paul's column here this declaration that ukraine would take back crimea may have been precipitated by biden's inflammatory and foolish statement that crimea is ukraine well who's he got working for him who, who's biden have working for him he's got the u.s secretary of state anthony blinken who is a chief architect of the u.s backed coup against ukraine in 2014 he's egging on the ukrainians promising full u.s support uh, Biden's got the U.S. Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, calling, uh, who called his counterpart in Ukraine earlier this month, which was just last week, promising unwavering U.S. support for Ukraine's sovereignty. You've got evidence of U.S. support um, uh, in, in, in terms of 300 tons of new weapons from the U.S. to the Ukraine in the past several weeks, and more is on the way. So you've got all of these signals from the U.S. regime to Ukraine saying, go, you know, take Crimea back from, Ru- from Russia. We'll, we'll support you. <laughs> well, what would you do if you were in the Kremlin, right? You, what would you do to respond? Well, uh, that is what Putin has been doing. He's been moving his troops closer to the border with Ukraine. But, Sam, answer me this. What happened in 1956 when the U.S. government pumped endless propaganda into Hungary, promising military backing for an uprising against its Soviet occupiers. Do you remember what happened, Sam?
1: Hungary trusted us and got betrayed.
2: Mm, Exactly right, Sam. Hungary rose up against their Soviet empire, and they found themselves all alone without U.S. support, and they got crushed. Well... I sincerely hope, Sam, that Ukraine does not make the same mistake that Hungary made. They simply cannot believe anything that comes out of Washington, D.C. And so Ron Paul ends his excellent column this way, Sam. He writes, quote, It seems as if Americans are sleepwalking through this dangerous minefield. Let us hope they soon wake up before we're all blown up. End of quote. (laughs) Great column, Sam. And it's sobering because I got a lot of friends in Ukraine. I've got a lot hey, man, of. Amen. We need to pray for peace, sir. Yeah, we do. in In Lviv, but see, Lviv is in the western portion of Ukraine. Kiev is in the eastern portion, and it's the eastern portion that I worry about because that might become a war zone in the next, you know, a few weeks and months if if we're not careful, Sam.
1: we got to pray that cool heads prevail here, and we got to sue for peace, ladies and gentlemen. Pray to Almighty God for peace and influence our leaders to let them know, hey, we are not the warmongering type. We don't want to be there. We don't want to be involved. We don't want to pick sides. What we want to do is set an example for peace. We want to provide real leadership, and I think if we do so, we can have peace, Lowell.
2: I agree, Sam. Let us continue to pray for that. There is a group called the Veteran Intelligence Professionals for Sanity, V-I-P-S for short or VIPs. They wrote to President Biden just last week and asked him to stand down. They gave very specific points, saying Utah uh, Ukraine is not a member of NATO, uh, Ukraine's current military flexing if allowed to transition to actual military action could lead to hostilities, and so they gave him point by point a recommendation what the, what the U.S. ought to do to help Zelensky stand down in order to uh, maintain peace in the Crimea. Sam?
1: It can be done, ladies and gentlemen, but it takes turning to Almighty God in my humble opinion. He is the author of peace and the author of our liberty. And if we turn to him, he will protect us and heal our land. He'll do that for other lands if they turn to him as well. For Sam Bushman and Nelson, God save the Republic of the United States of America.
0: From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
1: Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow American, Sam Bushman, live on your radio, hard-hitting news that ever should be used, no doubt. Continues now. This is the broadcast for april the 12th in the year of our lord 2021 this is our two and two the goal always to protect life liberty and property and to promote god family and country dr scott bradley jumps onto the broadcast now welcome my friend hope you had a god family country filled weekend sir
3: well i we always try and make it that and of course as we talked about last friday we we had that fast on behalf of the nation and restoring the principles it was uh, established on, and we had feedback from different groups of people that had heard about it, and, and uh, there, it, it was an enthusiastic and received by by those that love the country. And so, um, yeah, I, we, we did have feedback from uh, many different locations, and people are saying, yes, we need more of this, and I think we do. <laughs>
1: All right, there you have it. There's so much to do, so much to focus on, and I want to highlight this. I don't know if you know this, Dr. Bradley, Um, but in Israel now, they have a term. Now, understand, it's not a green card like we have in the United States for people who are coming here to make illegals legal. It's not a green card. It's a green pass, and the green pass is uh, what is being dubbed in America the vaccine passport and they have it all over israel it's already rolled out and if you share your green pass or show that you have one you can stay in hotels you can go to restaurants you can attend events of mass gatherings like religious services sports games you can visit places of tourism and cultural significance you can gather for weddings and funerals and You can work out in fitness centers, and you can swim in swimming pools. You can vacation in crowded places. You can—it goes on and on and on. You can do all that. In other words, you can live normal life if you get the green pass in Israel or what they're talking about—the I don't know what you call it—coronavirus vaccination card in America, the passport, whatever word they're going to use globally for this. And here's the problem: New York has already embraced it; Texas has rejected it. I'm fearful based on this reciprocity idea, Dr. Bradley, where, you know what, if I go to some place, my driver's license from Utah will work in Alabama or, you know, Missouri or wherever. Uh, Same thing with your concealed carry permit. Same thing with and and you've really got a United States because you can travel from one place to another and you're really still in your, quote, home country. I'm afraid this is going to blow this to smithereens and it might be on red, blue lines. Don't know. Uh, But this is serious, and it's coming to a green card near you, Doctor.
3: You know, uh, there's so much on this. Uh, Israel is uh, totally a um, socialistic slave state, basically, where uh, uh, the—this is not a free land. They do not have individual God-given rights recognized. And and in fact, if you go back to the origins of the state of Israel— in the 1940s, and you find the people that were involved in it—they uh, they basically were communists. It's a, it's a very interesting scenario, and the thing, as you point out, that's very concerning is that what happens in Israel is coming here, and they, and they are a draconian state in terms of how they control their people, and and they the state thinks they can—you know, by state I mean the nation, okay? So the government thinks they can control the people, and you have. Other draconian types of leaders here in this country are similarly bent. And um, it's interesting that the uh, over the weekend, and, uh, in our home state, uh, the legislature had said they were lifting the ma- mask mandate on the 10th of April. And I thought, oh, it's going to be interesting to see how the populace responds to this. I don't think I saw one iota fewer masks on the weekend. I believe that uh, that basically the people are in conformance and compliance and they are going to show their virtue signaling with their masks, regardless of whatever happens. Now, Again, the government didn't have any responsibility or right to do what they did with the mask mandates a year ago. But when the legislature says, oh, we're lifting it on the 10th of April, it didn't happen. The people continued to comply. The people continued to bow their heads and bend the knee. And so, uh, your, your idea though of this, um, across the board, uh, Article 4 kind of thing where other states recognize the actions of, of the states and, and give credence to them, it's, It's a mixed bag a little bit on that. You mentioned concealed carry firearms. There are states that have reciprocity agreements with other states on concealed carry firearms things. Utah is one of the most widely accepted ones. For example, I'm an instructor for concealed carry, but California does not in the slightest recognize the concealed carry that we offer in Utah. So, there's it's kind of a mixed bag on that a little bit, but um, I, I too am very concerned, and let me tell you where I think it'll probably happen. I think that it will there will be some states that say you've got to have this um you know stamp of approval if you will the state themselves will do it but i think other states and utah i think will be one of them where the uh... behind the scenes behind closed doors the uh... uh... leadership of the state will approach businesses and say "Look, look we're not going to you know lord over you and tell you so that we're going to make it a law, but but you know what? If you don't do it in your store or in your venue, um, golly, we're going to fine you ten thousand dollars. This is exactly what they do with their mask mandates. They they didn't uh, they didn't have the Gestapo come into the store and arrest people because it is not a law. It is not a law. None of the uh, monarchical things that happened from, for example, in Utah our governor and the executive branch, there was not a shred and is not a shred of law behind it. And and so what they did, though, was through either the health department or a government agency, went to the stores, and, and I've personally interviewed uh, store owners on this and, and know this is how they were approached. And they were told, look, we're, we, we're, we're not going to come in with the police and enforce this, but it, you know what? If you don't do it in your own store, we will fine you $10,000 a day and or we will revoke your license, and so the the store owners became the Gestapo on this thing, and and this is a, a fascist way of doing things: private ownership yet government direction. And I think that's where a lot of stores are doing this. And, and the, the stores I approached over the weekend after the mask mandate was lifted in Utah basically said, "Oh no, no, we're." Uh, one, one store told me, "Oh no, no, we're gonna we're gonna do this until." all 50 states have lifted their mask mandate. That's the, their exact words they told me. And so these people, in spite of the fact that we could be a free and independent people again, are being continued to be constrained. So what's happening in Israel, I really truly believe, is coming to the United States. I'm, I'm sorry to stay, state that. And unless we, the people, decide we aren't going to put up with it anymore, I think you're going to see a dramatic influx of this. And it's like, Think about what what you hear on the news. With uh, Gretchen in uh, Michigan, had the most draconian lockdowns almost across the nation, and yet they're having an explosion of coronavirus in Michigan now. And it's like, no, 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 we've got we've got to tighten this down tighter. Oh my goodness, we're all going to die. You must hear. You must doubt. Uh, haven't you got that message yet? I mean, my goodness. And and I think that we are a long ways from being done with this because. They really are seeing uh, that they have this opening to get everybody get the jab in order to get what they think will be freedom. But think about it. It's not an approved vaccination. It is a, uh, it's, it's on an emergency use authorization. It does not stop the spread. It does not give you immunity you still continue have to wear masks you still have to distance yourself you still have to hand sanitize you still do not have freedom although some are saying you will have it if everybody gets it but it doesn't do any of the things they're saying and I'm watching very carefully the um, the reports of uh, you know barge in- inoculated quote unquote bodies that are still getting the coronavirus and it's like what is this it's it's a bazillion-dollar facade, and, um, and they're going to continue it. I, I'm sorry. I, I, it's a bearer of bad news, but if you haven't figured that out yet, you haven't been watching. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. New York has about 9 million people. Texas had about 30 million people. That's 40 million people already being forced to decide in these two states what they're going to do. Okay, the state of New York to officially begin requiring vaccine passports. Texas outlaws vaccine passports. That's 40 million Americans, give or take. Um, That's well over a tenth of the country in those two states alone. And what do you got, a red and a blue state, literally? Um, Where are the other states going to fall in line? Are we going to have a split in America? Is it going to eventually be to where you can't travel if I want to go from here to Alabama? And Utah and Alabama are states that reject the vaccine mandate or the vaccine uh you know uh, passport mandate, whatever you want to call it, green pass mandate. But yet states in between demand it. Can I go through those states or not? Will they accept my driver's license there or will they say where's your passport? If you don't have one, we're not accepting your driver's license. Um this has the potential to divide America like we've never seen before, doctor.
3: Well, indeed and and but the fact is most of the impl- the implemented tyranny will be done through an, an institution like a, an airline. The, the uh, government won't have to enforce it because they'll basically get agreement by these large um, organizations that have a lot of their choke points for all of us. And they'll say, oh well, yeah, Delta Airlines says you gotta have it or you can't fly on us. Well, you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting dynamic and the freedom of the nation is truly at stake.
1: We're going to talk about it more with Dr. Scott Bradley. To preserve the nation, his lifelong goal, freedomsrisingsun.com, is website. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live.
4: Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money?
10: Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins?
4: Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card, or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org.
12: Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrat, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money.
1: All right, the population of Florida, ladies and gentlemen, is 21.5 million people. The population of California is 40 million people. Uh, So let me get this right. You take California and New York, and you got 50 million. You take Florida and Texas, and you got about 50 million people. Uh, That's literally about a third of the American population, give or take. You know, if you count the illegals, it's more But anyway, about a third of the population between literally four states and two so far have said they're not going to do the vaccines, Florida and Texas. But California, is it's called the new trend in California. Will Californians get vaccines passports? The idea is still embryonic, but you know what? They're looking at it. Where does California stand? Well... They're looking for it. Okay, there's folks trying to prevent it, but for the most part, vaccine passports are headed to California, um, says the Mercury News, which is a California news organization. That's literally a a 50% yay, 50% nay, 100% – I'm sorry, 100 million Americans – Four states represented. Now, if you get business in bed with the private sector, fascism on steroids, if you will, all you got to do is get a few big corporations. Let's say the Walmarts, the Sam's Clubs, the Costcos. Uh, the, you, know, and you name 10 or 15 companies, gas stations, whatever. Uh, and, and then you get the airlines and the trains and the buses and Uber and a couple of other big places. You literally won't be able to travel at all. Unless you produce that, whether your state does or not might become flat out irrelevant because of the private sector in bed with government and because of the national or federal stance uh, in bed with enough states to create a trifecta of tyranny. This is serious business, doctor. Some say, well, Sam, you're making a mountain out of a molehill. I don't think so. I think I'm calling it as I see it. And I think this is unfolding before our very eyes. What we don't want to do is discuss it after the fact, doctor.
3: Well, the state of Utah, this past legislative session that ended in march, that is exactly what they did. They said the state will not mandate any vaccines um, they're going to leave it up to the private businesses that's that's a one sentence capture of of what the uh, legislature passed so Utah is on that bent to influence the businesses to say, oh, you got to do it. Or, you know you what, you may be a little bit at risk because somebody might get sick in your store. So, you know, anyway. But let me just uh, go back. Let's go back to 1765. Uh, William Blackstone uh, wrote Commentaries on the Laws of England. Now, of course, uh, the United States at the time was a colony of England. Well, it wasn't the United States, it was colonies. Okay. And so, <sighs> He, in 1765 through 1769, he published four volumes called Commentaries on the Law. And if you go to Volume 1, which came out in 1665, and and again, this is in the original, on page 130 of the original. uh, uh, Here's what it states. Next to personal security, the law of England regards efforts and, and preserves the personal liberty of individuals. This personal liberty consists of the power of locomotion, of changing situation or removing one's person to whatever place one's own inclination may direct, without imprisonment or restraint. Okay, Now, see, that's, that was the basis of what the American founding fathers, all of them read Blackstone's commentaries. And and by the way, when I hesitate reading through this, you should read, you should get the original. And and read, it's in an old English uh, style where the letters, I mean, you're almost reading a a foreign language where they they change letters to that you wouldn't recognize today. S's look like F's, for example, uh, oftentimes. It's a a very interesting read. But basically the idea is England was filled with free men, and they retained their personal liberty they could commotion. they could move to where they wanted, change the situation, removing one's person to whatsoever place one's own inclination may direct without imprisonment or restraint. Okay, so this this violates the baseline principle of what the American founding fathers understood was the you know, the way free people operated. They considered themselves English free men. And and when they created this land and and broke away from England because of an oppressive king, they brought many of those concepts of uh, free locomotion, if you will, into this land. And that, by the way, was the the basis of our entire nation being a huge free market. It's a a duty-free market. You go anywhere in the nation. You didn't have tariffs and taxes put on you when you went from Georgia to New York or whatever. And uh, that had been a problem, by the way, under the first Constitution, the Article of the Confederation. As you traveled between states, oftentimes, particularly if you were bringing goods and services, there were impediments to that. And they said, no, we're not. we're not going to do that anymore. This is one nation, free and independent, and we are going to have exchange with each other. And that was a great part of the basis of our prosperity that it almost immediately settled upon the nation. And so here what we're doing is we're you know, in the process, it appears, of imposing restrictions that violate the most baseline of principles that free men of England once had. And here's the United States, supposedly the home of the brave and the land of the free, or whatever they call it nowadays, which is neither. But the fact of the matter is we are in the process of re-implementing a tyranny upon this nation in the name of a a Nazi Germany, I call it, because it it is destroying freedom and, and the fact is that this vaccine does not do what people are claiming it isn't a vaccine. It is not a vaccine. It is a, a medical modality that does not give immunity. Yeah, you and it you, doesn't you prevent quit spread. telling me the
1: truth, doctor, my mind's already made up. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, that's the problem. Isn't no, that no, I we mean, really, the Americans beat? need to understand this. Americans need to understand this. They are not going to be immune. They will not be immune. They can still spread it. They can still catch it. And I've, I've been tracking large bodies of people that were 100% vaccinated, and they're still coming down with it, and they're still dying at the same percentage that they were before the vaccine. It's astonishing. In fact, there's less danger just being exposed to the coronavirus than there is having the vaccine because the fact is that we don't know what the long-term effects are going to be with this thing it is astounding and yet they're going to blame it on people that won't wear masks Those those uh, neanderthals that care so little you know and so everybody's virtue signaling with this they think they're christ-like in that they can wear their face diaper their um, i don't know it's 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 a burqa it's a it's a sign of their religiosity and and they wear it over their face and and they bump elbows instead of shaking hands and and uh, holy cow. And religions are in the middle of it, many of them. So it's a, it's a really disheartening kind of thing to somebody that loves All right, well, let me ask
1: you this. Are the lack of vaccine passports going to become the scarlet letter, doctor?
3: Well, they could very well. And, but by the way, <laughs> a couple of other things. With today's current technology, it, it, I, it will just be a short period of time before counterfeits are offered uh, for a price. I mean, you can get social security cards, you can get driver licenses, you can get almost anything you want in this country if you know the right people. And and so it, it, that will not be that far away, which will encourage them to want to do some kind of biometric on people, you know, whether it's some mark you put on your forehead or on your hand, I don't know. But, but the fact of the matter is, that will be along that way, too. But I, I talked to a woman the other day. She thinks she's got a free pass. You know, that people worry about being able to do commerce unless you have that, you know, that scarlet letter thing or lack thereof, this vaccine passport. Her husband has received the, um, the vaccine. She says, I'll just have him do our shopping. So she's got her get-out-of-jail-letter-free uh, kind of thing. But, but there are some of us that within our families... We will not get it because of the downside, the risks that are associated with it. We don't know. We don't know the long-term. We don't know the short-term effects. We don't know about sterility. We don't know about autoimmune diseases. We don't know about any kind of neurological issues. We don't know about anything that we'll have to do. And, and by the way, I personally know someone that had seizures all night long because they had had the vaccine that day. I mean, it's like, well, they're, they're gone now. We must be okay. By the way, my right leg's not working right, but, but it's okay. It'll go away, I'm sure, too. So when, when you personally see
1: what's happening.
3: And if it and, doesn't and, uh, go away, at
1: least you won't get the COVID, they say. It's, which is false. I mean, there it's is insanity. no guarantee of any of this
3: thing. Nothing. All so right, anyway, I, I, just don't, I don't see the upside to this. what they're doing with
1: this thing listen to this headline I believe that lack of a vaccine passport will become a scarlet letter but listen to this you've heard of St. Vincent right residents who have not taken a COVID vaccine are banned from being evacuated following a vac- volcano eruption Hank Tight, Liberty Roundtable live
0: claiming liberty across the land you're listening to liberty news radio USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
8: Virginia Governor Ralph Northam announced Sunday he's directed the state police to conduct an independent investigation after video emerged showing two officers pepper spraying and drawing guns on an Army lieutenant during a traffic stop last December. The Democrat governor says, Our Commonwealth has done important work on police reform, but we must keep working to ensure that Virginians are safe during interactions with police. End quote. The U.S. economy is poised for an extended period of strong growth in hiring, the chair of the Federal Reserve reported Sunday. Chair Jerome Powell said that he does not expect to raise the Fed's benchmark interest rate, currently sitting at nearly zero. Powell also downplayed the risk of higher inflation from government spending and expanding budget deficits. England will begin partially reopening businesses following months of coronavirus lockdowns. Starting Monday, retail stores can welcome back customers and outdoor service can resume at bars, salons and gyms. USA Radio News.
3: Newsmax, you like
12: Newsmax,
0: I like it too. Trump is right. Millions are tuning into Newsmax TV and going to Newsmax.com for real news. Some polls give Joe Biden a high job approval, even 60%. Now Newsmax is asking if you agree with that. Do you really approve of Joe Biden, his policies, and $4 trillion in spending? And do you think President Trump did a better job? Let us know. Vote in the Newsmax poll right now. Just text the word NORTH to 39747. That's NORTH to 39747. It takes just a minute. Let America know who you like better, Biden or Trump. Tens of millions are watching Newsmax TV, now on all major cable systems, smart TVs, and OTT platforms. And vote now in the Newsmax poll. Just text the word NORTH to 39747. That's NORTH to 39747. Let your voice be heard, and watch Newsmax today. Canada's largest province hit new highs
8: of daily COVID infections. Ontario records 4,456 new COVID-19 cases in 24 hours over the weekend as health experts warn of a rapid rise in intensive care admissions. A COVID-19 vaccine will be required if you plan to attend school this fall at Duke University in North Carolina. Jeremy Scott from the Oregon USA Radio News Bureau has more.
7: Duke University said in a statement over the weekend that it will require COVID-19 vaccinations for students before they are allowed to return to campus for fall semester. They joined a list of more than a dozen other universities and colleges in the nation to require inoculations. Duke President Vincent E. Price writes, We know that widespread vaccination will be the only way to facilitate a return to normal and robust campus life. Life. Research at the university played an important role in the development of vaccines.
8: Founded by Methodists and Quakers in present-day town of Trinity in 1938, Duke University moved to Durham in 1892. USA Radio News.
0: Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I don't really know how to handle all the stories coming out. So in St. Vincent, residents who have not taken a COVID vaccine are banned from being evacuated following volcano eruptions. Okay, Dr. Fauci says it's still not even okay to eat or drink indoors, even if you're vaccinated. All right. Governor Gretchen Whitmer, Democrat of Michigan, says Sunday on CBS Face the Nation, she says, hey, you know what? We've been locking everybody down, but it's not doing any good. We're still seeing a surge. That we have gone psychotic. It's hard to even know how to respond to this, Dr. Bradley. You know, you're. you're what do you think you won't even be rescued me. if you're not co-vaccinated.
3: Well, that that is true. In Saint Vincent, it, it, for those that don't know the lay of the land down in the Caribbean, it's just north of Venezuela, like Grenada and uh, those areas down there. So it's kind of to the southeast, a little bit of Puerto Rico. Okay, so that gives you the lay of the land. They've got a volcano that's going up in this thing. Sixteen thousand people are being evacuated from the red zones on the island, and and so, but they will no boat will take you, and no nearby island will give you safe arrival. Unless you've been vaccinated. And, and uh, again, the facade of this entire thing is beyond me when when they're putting forth this idea that, oh, no, 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 we're all safe now because we got the jab. But the reality of it is it is a it's a, an experiment, number one. And I'll go back to that uh, um, story in the, in the news about uh, Rutgers and other universities are going to require it. It it's a it's an
1: experimental thing. And so and let if me you ask back you, to the Nur- if you're on St. Vincent, is the lack of a vaccine passport, a scarlet letter? Indeed, it is. Okay. And, and I, I, would mean, say I say is this Saint is just Vincent, out of control. Yeah, I'd say if I were on St. Vincent, I was
3: left there and it's coming time to come home. I'd say you guys can't come back if you got the vaccine. But because, and there's very valid medical reasons for that, too, because very often the shedding of, of things that you might not, you know, that be, you receive because of the vaccine actually spreads some of the problems. But, but no, here's the problem. The Nuremberg trials after World War II, where the uh, Nazi Germany had uh, been involved in, you know, guys like Mengel's, had done uh, medical experimentation on human beings without their approval, without their uh, consent without informed consent, without any of that. He just did it, okay? The Nuremberg trials went through that, and they said, holy cow, we can't let this happen again. And so they came out with some protocols, and the protocols said nobody can involve, be involved in an experiment without informed consent, and they can end the experiment anytime, and physicians should be part of that too, which is what they're doing with this uh, vaccine thing, so-called. It's not a vaccine. But at any rate, so this is experimental. It is being uh, injected in people without... Their informed consent i've talked to people specifically personally myself and they say i didn't get any uh information like that at all i i just went and got the vaccine and I say well no there <laughs> it's an experiment you're part of the biggest experiment that's ever been and you know basically imposed upon humanity they're trying to get billions of people to take this thing. They have not tested it for long-term or even short-term anything, so they don't know any of the issues, and and yet people are taking it, and, and it's being imposed upon them by universities, by countries, by states, and, you know, whether it's Israel or whether it's New York or wh- wherever it is, it's being imposed as though it were the godsend that is going to save us all. And again, to me, this is a false god that we are bending our knee before a false god that will not provide salvation to us. And there is no way that anybody could possibly say, this is the right thing to do, but it's being foisted on us. So you point out in St. Vincent's, you're left to, to deal with lava and volcanic explosions if you don't have it. So yeah, there's, there's some bad juju out there, and it's moving across the whole world.
1: Now, it's hard (laughs) to even know how to respond to this stuff. I mean, you hear news about this, and you can't believe it exists. All right, now, Fauci's still saying it's not even okay to eat or drink indoors, even if you're vaccinated. Okay, this Fauci guy is whacked crazy. Now, listen to this, though. Europeans' plans for vaccine passports were in place 20 months prior to the pandemic. They already had plans for this. Just documenting further the scam, the evil intent of this thing. And here's the clincher. They did a new poll. Over 50% of the American people want vaccine passports. I don't know how we're going to stop it when the people want it, Dr.
3: Well I, I happen to agree too, but there needs to be i mean I, I, I disagree that it should be made the requirement, particularly under the auspices of what we're doing it now. and you're absolutely correct this has been planned for many decades, and in fact I, I'm personally of the opinion. The many large institutions were at the planning table on this. There were churches, I fear, that were on the planning at the planning table that uh, facilitated this and have encouraged it. And I don't know if they're trying out to be the New World Order Church or something like that. I mean, it's a beauty pageant, maybe for different organizations. We have these virtue-signaling large companies that um, you've been pointing out, some of the big box stores and some of these companies with big footprints and some of these companies that are are airlines and so on and so forth. Uh, I, I fear that large institutional churches, I fear that large companies, I fear that uh, that governments across the nations of the world have sat at the planning tables as this was brought out, and those diabolical schemers, you know, the gates of hell, if you will, that have been opened on this thing, uh, were were there uh, years ago, and I don't know how far back it goes. It may go back a, a decade, decade and a half. I don't know, but uh, but when when they're requiring the vaccine, which is an experimental violation of the nuremberg protocols and nobody well maybe not nobody but a very high percentage of the people are not getting informed and their informed consent about the uh, experimental nature of it the fact that it does not have the testing that you would expect and uh, the fact that they're having bad outcomes uh, and you look at the uh, uh, vaccine Adverse reaction numbers and reports, which I look at every day, and and you're finding that um, uh, there there's we're reporting 3,000 people that they had, that they say is likely were killed by the vaccine. But my opinion is that only perhaps one percent of anything gets reported to that VARS uh, process, and and so I suspect that the numbers are much higher. But it's hard for me to prove because, you know, they're controlling the numbers. This is a scam of incredible magnitude. It's a facade. The Fauci facade is what I've been calling it since March a year ago. And, uh, and, and people are really, really being put at risk by something that is unproven and not necessarily going to provide the uh, benefits that they're hoping they might get from it. It's just appalling to me. So... I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's a, it's an educational thing. And, and I remember back in 1976 when uh, Gerald Ford came out with this uh, big push to get everybody in the nation vaccinated against a fake flu. And he got 48 million people. Now, percentage-wise, that's a pretty big percentage of what the population was in the United States back in 1976. I mean, we're, we're talking it's approaching 50 years, not quite, but 47 years, 40, 45 years. And, um, and what they found was the vaccine killed more people than the, uh, than the flu did. And so after 48 million people were vaccinated, they, they backed off. And on top of that, what they found, it was not effective in what, against what it was supposed to be, and, and they were having more adverse reactions than they were. I personally know people that, that had the Guillain-Barre uh, disease that they got from it. It's a paralysis that settles in on people. And, and so it is just appalling to me that we haven't learned from that. I mean, I guess maybe they figure, oh, if you do this every 45 years or so, there won't be enough intelligent people left over to figure this out. But uh, this has been – it was planned. It wasn't just a narrative when it came out. It was a script, churches, businesses, news media, large financial organizations, uh, uh Research projects. I mean, they've they've all just kind of bought into it, and and I I don't know why everybody feels like it's okay. It's appalling.
1: <laughs> so, well, here's what know. I find fascinating: Didn't China come out of the COVID vaccine really f- relatively unscathed? And they don't have vaccinated people everywhere, right?
3: Well, that's true, but they also I heard a report the other day that said the China vaccine is not really that effective and it's like well what makes you think what we got's all that effective we're being told a lie it's disingenuous
5: at best
1: all right folks we gotta pray hard and work hard hang tight doctor
5: you know where the solution can be found mr president in churches in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally the solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love get married and have some kids
6: have we realized the assault against our lives our liberties our faith to defeat this assault
0: Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-gooders to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty
1: Roundtable. All right, now a headline just shouted out at me. Idaho bans vaccine passports becoming the third state to do so. Uh, so what do you got now? Texas, Florida, and Idaho. Very interesting, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a battle on our hands, businesses.
3: folks. If you look at those Doctor, big box businesses, well, I'm saying if you look at the big box businesses, and, and the state may ban the passport, but if the big box business says you can't come in my store unless you do it, there's going to be a huge effect. Now, here's what I would say. Now, um, there are a lot of people today that, that are really opposed to boycotts. And, and I've seen boycotts really work well. I mean, you look back at the civil rights uh, movement back in the 60s when people said, we ain't going to ride those buses. And the buses basically got real hungry real fast. And this was something, this is this is an Americanist approach. And I know guys like Sean Hannity are opposed to it and all that kind of stuff. And they broadcast, oh, well, we're going to do I double
1: down and supported it 1,000%. I have every right to do what I want with my heart, my mind, my money, and my time, sir.
3: Absolutely. And But the Americans did it. The Americans took an oath, if you will, to not buy British products when they were being taxed unreasonably on them. And they, and they tossed the tea, for example. You, you remember that pro- program, but it was much more widely spread than that. And so, so what's happening, I personally believe, if we withhold our financial support, if Delta Airlines is flying one-third full, or if uh, American, I don't care who it is, I, I don't want to discriminate against one airlines, if any of them are doing this, it's wrong. If the big box stores find out that they're not going to have their business that they hoped for, if there's, if there's, um, people that say, no, I'm not going to shop at this grocery store. I know people that go across state lines, literally, to buy their groceries now because of some of the things that are being required of their, uh, of their, you know, ability to, to, to do business with a grocery store in their area. But you know, it's going to be maybe difficult and challenging. But you don't think it wasn't challenging back in the '60s for some of these folks that were trying to get the attention on the civil rights issues to say, no, we're not going to we're not going to do business with these stores. We're not going to do business with these bus, you know, whatever. But but as I'm looking here, I've been going through. Okay, Rutgers University was the first one, and there's uh, Notre Dame, Brown, Cornell, Northeastern University, Cleveland State, uh, Duke. There's, there's a bunch of these that are coming up, and I would say it's coming to a university near you that are going to say, you cannot go to school. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. I'm going to take a year out. And if the universities – I'll tell people a little secret that most people don't know. Universities are there for money. You know, all of this great and noble cause of the educating the youth and everything like that, they are driven by money. And if the people say, no, we're not going to be there. Now, I look at these Ivy League-type schools that are saying this, and it's kind of like, there's another good reason to not go to them, so you don't get your mind polluted with the woke generation that they're raising out there. But personally for me, I would say, let's just go about our work. Let's not support these kinds of things. And I would love to see some of these big universities come crawling back asking for or big businesses crawling back and saying, "We well, you know, we've, we've evaluated and there really isn't that much risk. And so we're going to, on a, a cautionary basis, we're going to allow people in that haven't been vaccinated, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I would love to see that happen. But right now we're on a very bad trajectory. And, uh, and, and there's a hyperventilating movement that says you got to be vaccinated. But, again, I, I don't know how many times I have to say this go do the research. It is an emergency use authorization. It is not a FDA approved. It has not been tested to the degree that it should. We don't know the, the side effects uh, over short or long term. We are not finding immunization. We are not finding uh, that it that it's, uh, prevents spread. It's It's valueless. And, and so here's where we're, we are right now. It's being foisted upon us by those that are going to make a bazillion dollars on it. That's where we are right now. And I fear the big, the big players at the table, churches, businesses, politicians, media, whomever, are, are foisting this on Americans right now.
1: And it's, it's just amazing to me that we're falling for it. Amen. And so whether uh, your state supports it or not, that'll be a battle line. No doubt about it. But the federal say they won't require. But what about all the different stores and big box businesses? And what about the colleges, the educational centers? Headline says at least seven U.S. colleges will require students to receive COVID vaccines for fall. You have to prove you have the vaccines or you can't go. The educational institutions have been a forcer of vaccines for a long time, right? So uh, they're going to use this through big-box stores, academia. Uh, They're going to appear in the states and the Fed that, oh, they're not requiring it, but they're literally going to backhand mandate it, doctor.
3: Well, they are, and and your statement about uh, universities is absolutely true. For many years now, many years, at least 15, um, I have uh, opposed universities doing such and have— found that, that they have been pushing this through the back door. This is their opportunity. They are not going to let this go. It's like your local health departments and so on. You've got these little tyrants that are running there. This is their day in the sunshine. This is their 15 minutes of fame. They're going to step forward and make the... I mean, look at Fauci. What does the man have to offer? I mean, go read. <laughs> this, is, this is kind of an unkind thing to maybe say. But go read Isaiah chapter 14. I, I really believe it was written by Fauci. I mean, yeah, it was written by, about fa- Satan, too, but uh, but holy cow! I mean, we're going to look at this this guy that's, I mean, he's, he's well, I, I mean, I, if you've got a few seconds, I'll read you about six verses in Isaiah chapter 14. Um, I will ascend above the heights and the clouds, I will be like the Most High, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that shoot. See thee, narrowly look upon thee, and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness, and destroyed the cities thereof, and opened not the house to his prisoners? All the kings of the nation, even all of them, lie in glory, one in his own house. But thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch, and as the raiment of those that are slain thrust through with a sword that go down to the stones of the pit." as a carcass trodden underfoot. Anyway, I, I'm, uh, you know, maybe I'm, I'm overly dramatic on this thing, but I really believe that what he has done with the help of the Gates and, and other large pharma companies is is bringing down nations. And, and I know that was originally written to talk about the evil one that's destroying nations, but you look at, on a, another scale, what's happening to people today, I mean, People are committing, in my county, they're committing suicide at a higher rate than the so-called COVID Death Association is. Literally, people are dying by their own hand at a higher rate than what they're attributing to COVID-related deaths. Now, again, COVID-related is a really euphemistic term because they're, I mean, if you get roared by a Mack truck and you died, some of that is being attributed to COVID. Oh, they had COVID, too. It must have been related. But, but now in my county, literally, there is documentation that the suicide rate exceeds the COVID-related death rate. The economy is being killed. The whole nations are being killed. People are starving to death in some countries because of this. And, and, and it's because of a facade. This is something that well, with natural immunity.
1: Listen to the duplicitous lies that we're hearing, okay? You may need a COVID-19 vaccine passport to travel in 2021. States do have authority, they say, to jail people who refuse. Now I find that interesting. Now listen to this, though. I've got two headlines, one from U.S. News and the other one from the New York Post. But the headlines are absolutely conflicting. Here they are. Fauci said that the U.S. will not require COVID-19 vaccine passports. Next headline, Biden administration working on vaccine passport. So there you have it. And blatantly two news organizations, completely different reality check, folks, in your face. They are doing this. And what they're trying to do is not get the people's ire up to reject them. They're trying to basically slowly but surely go, you can go to the football game. You know, your neighbor doesn't want one, but your neighbor's an extremist. Um, You want to fly and go on vacation, don't you? And they're literally rolling these out, admitting it, denying it, admitting it, denying it, playing the people like a violin, literally deceiving everybody and playing games to the point where it's literally so soft but so in your face. Uh, It couldn't be more diabolical. Look at those two headlines. Two major newspapers. One says Fauci says the U.S. won't require them. The other one says, hey, man, Biden's working on them. What does that all mean? The answer? They're lying to you, and they're going to softly shove them down your throat, doctor
3: you know our good friend ron paul former congressman a medical doctor et etc cetera, et cetera, a wise individual in terms of uh, so much he put this out the other day and i've got it on my phone right now so i can read it anytime i want it's really about the mask it's not about the mask here's what he said americans should pause and reflect on the lies they are being sold masks are just a form of psychological manipulation many reputable physicians and scientists have said they are worthless and potentially harmful. Lockdowns are meant to condition people to obey without question. A nation of people who just do what they are told by the experts without question is a nation ripe for the descent into total tyranny. I think that's a a very astute observation about what we've got going on in America and and the, the vaccines with all of the risk that's associated with them have ramped this up orders of magnitude. I mean, sterility. I mean, uh, spontaneous abortion. Um, there, the, the spike protein has a very definite possibility, and, and there and these uh, uh, adverse reaction VARs reports, uh, there are many women that are uh, experiencing spontaneous abortion or, or premature births. And they say, oh, well, you can't prove it. Well, what do you do, take it through the Supreme Court? I mean, come on. Uh, they say, well, you know, uh, correlation and is not causation and all this kind of stuff. But, but when the, when the COVID was going, anytime anybody died, it was, and they had a, a sniffle or a sneeze. Oh yeah. It's gotta be COVID. But now if you get the vaccine and two days later die, oh no, no, no. It, that doesn't
1: mean it caused it. You know, There's no cause and effect there at all. You're grasping at straws, no. doctor. And, and what it, credentials do you have is what they say, right?
3: Exactly. And you know what? Sometimes I wonder if some of us that haven't done a lot of research on this over the last year, I mean, immersed ourselves in it, have more real world uh, scientific background on this than very many of the physicians that are pushing this because their medical school did not cover this to the depth that many that are reviewing it now are, are looking at it.
1: Amen to that. And by the way, there's a lot of physicians like Dr. Corey and many others who have testified before Congress saying ivermectin is one of the great answers and we could stop COVID now. But now YouTube just yanked down his video and they won't even consider what he has to say, never mind his incredible credentials. So even the doctors and physicians who know the truth that are standing up are getting shut down at an alarming rate. There's one narrative, folks, and if you're against it, you're an enemy to everything. That's their lie. Don't fall for it. Stand for truth. For Sam Bushman and Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, lovingliberty.net, God save the Republic of the United States of America.